Yo, 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 Founder Talk 3, back at it. Got a quick little fun edition of shaking my damn head. I got five people to quickly run through, man. Some straight up bozos. It's going to be fun. I also got my Savage of the Month. Let's get it. Always used to pull a pop truck and chances. Yeah, growing hard, falling hard like a cancer. Yeah, always. First up is Paulo Costa. This man is a straight up nutcase, let me tell you. I mean, I thought we got the, you know, all of it right after he lost to Izzy. I thought he got it all out of the way, you know, all them insecurities, all them bullshit excuses. But I thought it was over with. Thought it was done. Thought Paulo had finally humbled himself. You know, he'd finally gotten Champ out of his head. But obviously, Israel's fight week. And just hearing his name constantly has got this man losing this shit again. He's got this man back in his public pool of insecurities. It's embarrassing. I mean, it really is. So now eight so months later, Paulo Costa says that the reason why he lost is because he was wine drunk or hung over. Because he had drank a bottle of wine. Apparently, before the Izzy fight. <sighs> Shaking my damn head, dude. I mean, you are a goofball. You are a straight-up goofball. You about lost your damn mind. I mean, come on, come on, Paulo. Humble yourself, brother. Take the defeat. Adesanya was... Number three, number two, whatever it was, pound for pound in the world. Both y'all was undefeated. It was a hype match. You got your ass beat. But the the hump, the tea bag from Izzy, but you know, easily the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen in a in a sport match in the UFC, at least. That obviously really is is on Costa's mind 24-7. I mean, Costa might just have to retire. We, we should throw the match with Reaper Rob in New Zealand and let this brother knock Costa out. It's what we all want to see. I mean, this dude, he, he needs it. And then maybe he'll find a new hobby or new sport. I don't know. Go back to bodybuilding, dude. Because this sport ain't for you if you're making up wine excuses eight months later you know get it together that's embarrassing you better pray to the ufc gods and the sport gods that you beat reaper in april because man you're treading deep waters brother you are treading shaking my damn head come on and now we got amanda nunez well not amanda not Amanda. Shout out to Amanda. She the GOAT. She's golden. The Brazilian lioness. Straight up, I mean, destroyed Megan Anderson. Megan Anderson only hit this woman twice before she got put on the ground and t- tapping out. Megan Anderson had no business being in that ring. Being in that octagon. She had no business. You should have seen the, the walkout video. She was a pale ghost. 
That woman was straight frightened before she even locked eyes on her opponent. And this woman is a, a unit. I don't know if y'all seen Megan Anderson, but I'm not messing with her. She's a unit. I thought for sure her length and her versatility with it was going to be a problem for Nunes. I will never think anything will be a problem for that GOAT ever again. You can mark my words right here on that. Amanda Nunes is the baddest on the planet. I mean, damn. She put that girl down, wrapped her legs around her neck, and she didn't even hesitate to tap. No business. But I'm shaking my damn head at these women for for just trying to get in the ring with her. And now we got Pena on Twitter just hours after watching that saying, oh, I want Nunes. Come fight me. Girl, you about lost your damn mind. Like, uh, no. It's a suicide mission. Stop testing this woman. She a mom now, too. She, she, a, she got a cub to make y'all look embarrassed for. Like, it's, this is... This is art to her. She stop playing with her, man. I'm serious. Stop playing with her. She is not to be played with. Amanda Nunez on Saturday night made it clear to everyone that she is the best woman fighter of all time. And I don't know how you can even think of a better besides Serena Williams, obviously, a better female athlete. I mean, she's up there amongst the best. Lisa Leslie, you know, she up there. Amanda Nunes, stop playing with her. I'm shaking my head at all you women in these divisions thinking you can play with her. Cut it out. Now I get to Peter Jan's corner. Peter Jan's corner. These bozos. Man, I don't know if y'all, obviously I'm, I'm sure y'all have heard how Jermaine Sterling is the new bat, bantamweight champion. And how it went down. Man, I'm, I'm still kind of butthurt over it. Peter Yan had this man beat. He was probably going to finish him in the fifth. And I'll, and I'll roar, it, roar it up with anyone if y'all disagree. Let's get it going. I can I already know some that we will. His man Peter Yan was going to put Sterling down. Like I predicted. Until he took his corner's advice. And illegal struck. The shit out of Sterling. Need this man straight in the middle temple. Knee was down on the canvas. Illegal. DQ'd. Lost his gold. Shaking my damn head. How in the hell is the corner not going to know that that's illegal? I mean, I personally think Peter Jan should know that that's you know, illegal, but after watching the tape, I saw that maybe his vision could have been, a, you know, maybe he didn't see Sterling's knee on the canvas. I'll give him that, but despite the fact, I mean, come on. He was looking around like, you know, what he did was bad and shaking my head. That corner, if I'm Peter Yan, I'm pulling a Tom Hardy from the Warrior movie. I'm, you know, I'm pulling a Mike Perry, bringing out my wife. I ain't bringing out them bozos again. That's not my corner. They don't got my back. They don't even know the damn sport. I mean, come on. 
What a joke. You gonna, you gonna let your fighter lose his championship over some bullshit like that? Man. Y'all got me shaking my head up the roof. I mean, come on. I feel for Peter Yan. Like, that's, that's rough. That's a rough way to get it. He's gonna get his rematch. He's gonna get that gold back. You can believe that. But that's a rough way. That's a rough way. And then, you know, good old Sterling taking picks with Mahab and doing his little triple C promo bullshit. Living it up. Saying, you know, he was, wasn't happy about the, getting the gold right away, but now he's dancing with it and taking selfies. Go figure, huh? It's all good. He's gonna have to defend that. <laughs> he's gonna have to defend that. He he can't get out get out of a disqualification again. That's for sure. That's for sure. Buckle up, buckle up, Aljo. You got the championship now, baby. You are the hunted. There's a lot of predators coming, and someone wants his gold back. It's gonna be fun. It sets up a hell of a match. I ain't gonna lie. I'm excited for that. Sets up a really good match. Peter Yan is going to get his gold back. You heard it here. Fourth. Fourth bozo. The fourth absolute bozo that I'm going to be shaking my head about is Herb Dean. I mean, Herb Dean has been absolutely terrible officiating since dating back to December. But his last two and three, last three cards have been atrocious. Herb Dean, I don't know what's going on with you, brother, but you're going to get someone hurt. You are going to get someone hurt, or you're going to start a brawl. Last, or excuse me, Saturday night, KKF and Bontorin having a having a brawl, you know, going at it. Great, great fight. KKF drops him. I mean, he put him in a scorpion. It looked like Bontorian was a dead body. You know, it looked like he for sure slept him. He starts selling. Bontorian gets up. Starts to look like he's still in the fight. And then he stumbles. The KKF's corner is like, eh. Get in there. Make sure that, you know, close the fight. You know, don't get make sure. So KKF runs. Wants to do some GMP. Luckily, Herb Dean was finally able to move his ass a little bit. And get in front of that because that would have started a brawl between the two corners and probably left Bontorian laying. He gonna get someone hurt. Figure it out, Herb Dean. This is two times in the last two cards that you're gonna get a fighter hurt. It's it's unacceptable. They need to be evaluating him at this point because it's it's not good. It's not good for the fighters. It's not good at all. Get together, Herb Dean. Last one. J.J. Watt and the Arizona Cardinals. I'm sure y'all looked at the bio. I had a lot to say on this. Who the hell do they think J.J. Watt? Who the hell do you think you are? Coming in there and trying to take 99. Get that unretired from a Navy veteran. A man who played in the Iron Man era. No helmets. Bleeding. Blood sweating that number. You come in here. You never even played a down for the franchise. And you take that number? Come on. The NFL shouldn't have even allowed it. Since when? I mean, this is a, that's a joke. Unretiring numbers? Come on. 
J.J. Watt's success is with the Houston Texans with the 99 number. He's done nothing with that 99 number in Arizona. I mean, I don't care how many defensive player of the years you've won. That's not how it goes. That is super against the sport, in my opinion. That's just, that's some bullshit. That's some bullshit. And now the Cardinals are going to go 8-8-1 eight, eight and because that's what they get. Shaking my damn head. Taking a break. Now on to my savage of the month, Tim Elliott. Oh, man. What this man did to Jordan Espinosa on UFC 259's prelims was straight up the most disrespectful but badass performance I've seen in an octagon, shit talk wise. I mean, this shit talk was personal. Personal, let me tell you. I can't, I, I can't really get the, you know, get enough audio on here. So you're gonna have to look it up. Go on my blog, you'll see it. You'll see it on the site. But man, Jordan, L or excuse me. Tim Elliott was whooping Jordan Espinosa's tail, had him on the ground, was just mugging him, putting his face into the canvas, dragging it, and then he starts chirping. He says, and I quote, I heard you choked a girl in 2018. You a woman beater? And he just kept repeating, you a woman beater? As he was punching him and just beating his ass. Oh, I mean, man, it doesn't get... You don't you don't get to see someone get called out for their shit and get them just straight up getting their tail whooped at the same time on live TV. It's excellent. It was excellent. Hats off to Tim Elliott. I mean, that was some savagery, straight up savagery. But at the same time, karma is a bitch. I don't know if whatever it is is real, but from Jordan Espinosa's body language and Probably his person now, you know, it, it could be. Who knows? Either way, I think if it was, you know, false, he would have gotten a little bit more in Tim Elliott's face. But he couldn't do nothing because he knows it was real. And so was that ass whooping. Straight up savagery. Tim Elliott hats off. I love it. I love that level of savagery. I mean, that's. You can't fill up the the meter any higher with savagery than what Tim Elliott did to that brother. I mean, that was just, that was hardcore, just disrespect. <laughs> I mean, insane, insane. And last, my last little quick little fun thing here is, are you high, bro? Like, Nate Diaz. Are you high, bro? You must be smoking some good, good over wherever you're at right now. Away from the octagon doing your shit talk and not fighting. But that's the Nate Diaz way. But, dude. I mean, come on with these comments about the lightweight division and saying you own it. These are his comments. That's a dead division. I don't have nothing in hunting in that division. I feel like I own it already. <laughs> like, bro, what? What are you smoking, bro? It's a dead division. It's the best division in sports, in, in combat. It's not the, the a dead division. 
And you sure as hell don't own it. If anyone owns it, it's Khabib. With your goofy ass. Put down the blunt, Nate. And actually get in the gym and train if you think you can beat these eight fighters in the light, lightweight contendership. Because you about lost your damn mind. <sighs> Shaking my head. Thanks for listening. Tune in to episode three. Coming soon. Jared.